it's Katie Garrett, your functional medicine nutritionist, and I'm with my husband, Philip. It's-a me! <laughs> Mario? It's-a me! And we are going to be talking today about how stress affects your health. So that is something that I've heard that people can get stressed out and that affects their weight loss. Is that true? Yeah. So there's four foundations to health. And when I say health, I also mean, you know, having a healthy weight. And so there's sleep, movement, nutrition, and what I like to call relaxation rather than stress management because who wants to manage another thing in their life? So stress management is one of those four foundations that we have to have in order to have a healthy life. Interesting. Wait, what are those four again? (laughs) So it's sleep, movement, nutrition, and relaxation. I like the sleep and the relaxation ones. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. And so if we don't have all four of those, then the body's not going to work well, which means that we're not going to be at our optimal weight. So, and and one of the ways that um, that occurs is that stress puts you into like your fight or flight state, um, which is means you're not going to be in your rest and digest state. And so in fight or flight, your stress hormones actually tell your liver to make sugar, even though you're not eating it. So it's not just about like how much sugar you eat or how many carbs you eat. Your body could still be acting as if you have high blood sugar, and that's going to prevent you from losing weight. So even if you're like, you know, just chilled out on the couch watching football, and yet you're super stressed out, your body could think that it's like running from something Yes. Instead of being relaxed. Right. Yeah. Like if you're stressed out about the Broncos like you were earlier today. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, your body can be making blood sugar. And so I've seen, actually seen people who are diabetics where they haven't um, eaten anything or they ate the same thing that they normally do. And their blood sugar can be like 50 points higher if they're really stressed. And you cannot lose weight very easily if your blood sugar is high. So simply by reducing stress, you may be able to eliminate one of the things that's preventing you from losing weight. Exactly. That's really interesting. Okay. How does stress affect other parts? Well, so I said, you know, it activates fight or flight, um, which means you're not really activating your rest and digest part. And so digestion starts to go offline. So you're not going to make like the stomach acid and the enzymes and the bile to break down your food. And you're not going to have like good movement from the liver to the intestines. So you're, you're not going to be able to digest your food well. So you're going to be more likely to have like inflammation from your gut and possibly some gut symptoms. Mm, that wouldn't be fun. <laughs> yeah. Because your body is like, why am I going to send oxygen to the intestines if I need to fight someone or run away from something? So, you know, if you're going to be fighting or fighting, then your oxygen and all of your blood flow goes to your um, your extremities, your hands and your feet, uh, not to your intestines. This is a little bit off topic, but is that why they, I mean, the old wives tale of not like eating and then getting into the pool, right? Well, it's not a tale, like you get stomach aches. <laughs> <laughs> like we all know that like, well, actually like, does but, happen. But cramps and stuff right. like that, like getting cramped because the oxygen is going to your yeah. gut. So it's kind of the reverse, like if you're stressed out. Yeah, so like one quarter to one third of the calories you burn every day is just from digesting your food. It's called the thermic effect of food. And so it takes a lot of energy and resources and oxygen to go to your intestines and deal with all that. Mm. So yeah, if you're exercising or you're stressing, then you're not going to have good digestion. And obviously, I mean, another part of this has got to be like sleep, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, you talk about rest, right? So Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's the other part. So rest and digest. So if you're stuck 
kind of like, you know, you're stuck in a gear in your car and you can't switch to the other gear, you're going to start to hear that engine making all kinds of funky noises. And it's the same thing for our own body. So if you're stuck in your fight or flight, then you're not going to be able to switch off just because it's bedtime. Mm -hmm. If you're used to kind of pushing through bedtime or not sleeping like you should because you're stressed dealing with things, then when you're like, oh, no, tonight I'm going to get nine hours it's not going to just happen that way because your body doesn't know how to switch back and forth. It's always been stuck in that stress state. And that's the one that I, I guess, relate to the most because it's you can see that the most. Like, oh, I'm stressed, so I'm not sleeping. Right. right? Yeah. So the other ones are more interesting. I mean, this one kind of makes sense. Like, if you're super stressed out, you know, you can't kind of get back into that relaxation place. Mm-hmm. But I guess it can be deceptive at times and you may not know it. Yeah, yeah, because you're not, you know, sometimes you're not always like emotionally stressed. You're just like have a lot on your mind or your body can be stressed too. Mm. So all of that will kind of keep you awake and prevent your hormones from running like they should. So you can have like one day where you're like, no, I'm going to sleep tonight. I'm going to relax during the day. And you still won't get good sleep because you can't just like turn it on like that. You have to practice it. So if if, if <laughs> you your body practice relaxation daily, if your body's running at ninety five percent, you know, stress for you know six days straight, seventh mm-hmm. day, you're not just going to be like, oh, I'll just drop down to twenty percent. Right? For yeah, sleep. man, it would be so nice though if we could just tell our bodies to do that. Oh, it would save me a lot of sleepless nights. Would only listen. This is definitely one of the ones that I struggle with the most. <laughs> so we talked about weight. We talked about digestion. We talked about sleep. Is there anything else? So, well, they all kind of relate together, but if you're not sleeping and you're inflamed because your your gut's not digesting food very well and you have some extra weight, all of that will suppress your immune system. So, you know, when we're stressed or when we don't sleep well, we tend to get sick. And so your immune system can't function as well because your stress hormone um, is called cortisol. And cortisol actually suppresses the immune system. So it's why people who have like joint disorders actually get cortisol as a medication to reduce their pain because it calms the immune system down and prevents the immune system from doing anything. Well, what if you actually need the immune system to do something? You know, you have strep bacteria or you have, you know, something in your gut. And so if your immune system is suppressed, it can't react like it should. So you can actually allow those microbes to grow and become an infection, whereas normally they wouldn't. Hmm. So that's why a lot of times people notice that they will get like sick whenever they get really stressed. Interesting. So it's like a cause and effect type thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. And then, I mean, obviously all of this can have the side effect of just giving you no energy at all. I mean, just making yeah. you feel fatigued and run down. And maybe I guess it can be hard to pinpoint exactly what that is or what's causing that. Yeah. It's not always like, oh, am I you know, eating this food that's making me tired or you know, that kind of thing. And and even like with your sleep, if you do, if you are asleep, you might not actually be in restorative phases of sleep because of your stress. Um, kind of keeps you in that more light sleep where you're always alert, you know, ready to fight or flight, even though you're actually, you are not conscious anymore. You know, you're asleep, but you might not be in a restorative sleep. So that's going to make you have less energy. If your immune system is always like getting run over by bacteria and stuff, you're not going to have as much energy. And then also if you're um, going to have the the blood sugar swings. Mm. So if your liver is making sugar in response to getting ready to fight or flight, then your blood sugar is going to have swings because it's going to, um, you know, insulin will increase to get rid of that blood sugar. And then now your blood sugar will drop. 
And it's those swings when your blood sugar drops that makes you feel really tired, you know, and that's when we either like want to nap in the afternoon or we need to reach for some sweets to keep us going or some coffee. And so you're a lot less likely to have blood sugar swings if you're, you know, eating right, but also if you're not stressing all the time. So let me see if I get this right. Your stress causes biological changes that then cause you to react in certain ways, you know, that, like your blood sugar will drop, which will make you desire and crave food, which affects your weight, mm-hmm. which then also affects like how you then you sleep. And then it also affects like your mental health too. Yeah. So those are all physiological changes. But of course, when we're stressed, um, being in a fight or flight state activates your amygdala which is your fear center. Mm. So it's the one thing that's always looking out for the danger. And so when your amygdala is activated, then the front of your brain, that's like the smart, intelligent, wise decisions, mm. kind of get shrunken. That's what I use all the time to make my <laughs> intelligent decisions. Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't have that part activated and you're activating your fear center, you're going to be impulsive and you're not going to be rational. So you're not going to look at like the cookie or the salad and be like, oh, clearly the salad make me feel better. You're just going to be impulsive and go for the cookie. So um, it'll affect your decisions that way where you can't really be as wise with your decision making. But then it also, of course, when you feel overwhelmed, you're not going to be as likely to, you know, to put effort and time into your own self-care. Sure. So you're going to reach for options that are convenient and you're going to be using willpower all day to fight the stressors. And so you're not going to have willpower left over for your healthy habits. Just because you're stressed, all these other things cascade. I guess that's why it's one of your foundations. It is, yep. That's so everything. So what can people what can people do? Like what are some ideas to like even just to start to diagnose some of this stuff? The yeah. the stress. Yeah. yeah. So um you know, we talk about stress management, but I don't think that like gives us a good idea or like reducing stress. Instead, we can talk more just about relaxation. So just think about things that make you feel plugged back into the wall, you know, like charging your phone rather than just turning it off. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can be like being out in nature. That could be doing some mindfulness, taking a bath, doing something creative, laughing, spiritual connection, social connection. All kinds of things. Okay. So maybe instead of thinking negatively, like, I'm going to reduce this stress, mm-hmm. how can I increase my peace and yeah. happiness? How do you guys feel about that? Let's all increase our peace and happiness. I'm in <laughs> and favor. focus on that rather than reducing our stressors. Right. So thanks for joining us today, guys. And please feel free to check out my um, blog on katiegarrett.com and use the contact form if you have any requests for future episodes. Thanks. thanks.